Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Subtle Medicine Podcast. This is your resource for aligning with nature's wisdom. And it's me, Devin, of course. Who else would it be? So today we are talking about the power of the solstices and specifically the void archetype and the blacksmith archetype on inner sparks wheel of frequencies. So this void and blacksmith is the axis of the solstices. And this axis is is one of polar opposites, yet they are truly two sides of the same coin that are completely interdependent. And so a little background, the the solstices, they occur twice a year. And we have the winter solstice occurring around December 21st-ish and the summer solstice occurring around June 21st-ish. And I say ish because it's right around there. It's an astronomical event and not so much a calendar event. And these, these seasonal shifts and the archetypes that are represented by them are are aligned with cosmic flow. So they're, they're always going to be just a little bit different. But this is, this is around the time that we, that we experience them. And this is when winter and summer happen, respectively. And there are times of immense power and opportunity. So the sun shifts at this time into its waxing or waning phase. They are times of, of transitioning into opposite energies. So at the winter solstice, we are transitioning into the waxing period of the sun. The light has returned. It is rebirthing and growing. So it's a time of hope and renewal and growth and relief. And then at the summer solstice, this begins the waning phase of, of the light. So it's reached its zenith. It's reached its, its peak. And we are shifting into a time of deceleration of farewells, of resting, of decay. So we went from this this growth and this immense period of just like, like unfurling, growing from winter solstice to summer solstice. And so think about all that happens during that time, right? We move from winter into spring and all of this this sunshine and abundant life force energy and the trees and the flowers and the vegetables and the fruits, they're all growing. The sun is giving of itself so beautifully and so selflessly at this, at this time when it's just really growing and, and giving, right? And so then at summertime, it's reached its zenith. It's reached its peak light, its peak life force energy. And so from then on, back to the winter solstice again, we're decelerating. We're going inward. And so thinking of all that happens between summer and winter, going into autumn and that very dark inward time. And the sun is is our life-giving force here on earth. It wouldn't be possible to live here without the sun. The sun is stable, it's fixed, it's predictable, it's relatively unchanging, and it represents the triangle principle at Inner Spark. We refer to the feminine and masculine as the spiral and the triangle. 
and there's an episode and a, and a blog post I'll link in the show notes to learn more about that. And so at the solstices, we take time to truly honor the sun's presence in our life. So this, this triangle principle and that, that presence within us and around us, both metaphorically and literally. So we all have this solar and lunar triangle and spiral principle within us. And nature is constantly reflecting it to us. We have people in our lives that represent that energy, whether it's father and mother or friends that we have or lovers that we have. These, these energies are constantly here. They're constantly around us. And so on Intersparks Wheel of Frequencies, and again, if this is new to you, there is plenty of resources. There is, there are plenty of resources available at innerspark.life. And again, I'll link some things in the show notes for you. But this represents the eight cosmic archetypes of the mother as literally represented on earth through what we call the seasons. So yes, we we have the seasons and that's what the wheel of frequencies represents, but these seasons are so much more than that. So these seasons are just literal representations of energies and and themes and invitations that are alive all the time. We experience all eight of these seasons in a given day in one round of breath, right? The inhale and the exhale has all eight parts. The menstrual cycle, a life cycle, all of these these things, these energies are, are here at all times. The beautiful thing about working with the actual seasons on earth is that they're they're represented a little bit more tangibly. So it can be a little bit more accessible for us to understand when I'm talking about the void archetype that is represented by winter. It can be a little bit easier and more accessible to connect with that during actual winter, you know? And that might not be the case for all of us, but for many of us, we have really lost touch with this more abstract, subtle way of living that connecting with the seasons and using them as an entry point, the literal earth seasons, using them as an entry point can be quite um, beneficial and quite helpful. And then you start to really feel these and know these on a very deep cellular level because your cells know them, right? They're operating in the same way. So the void archetype and the blacksmith archetype are the ones that are represented by the solstices. And that's what we're going to go explore a little more, shall we? So the axis of the solstices, like I said, as represented by the void at winter and the blacksmith at summer, represent a tip in the scales. So where the equinoxes, which occur at fall and spring, bring a literal momentary event of cosmic balance between light and dark, the solstices mark the completion of that waxing or waning by honoring the sun's journey into its most exalted or most reduced state. So from the winter solstice, the void, this rebirth, reemergence of the sun, it waxes, it grows all the way through spring, all the way to summer. At that point, the solstice, 
we mark the deceleration, the waning. And it will continue to get darker and darker and wane until it's at its lowest point at winter. And then we repeat it. Repeat, repeat. So the void archetype. At winter solstice, we move into the void. And like I said, this is the time of the sun's great rebirth. And as the saying goes, it's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah, life force energy is low. That late autumn time, life force energy is low. There is a, a, a desire for more introspection, more quiet, more sleep. The nights are long and dark. And that late autumn period of the death doula archetype tends to be challenging for many of us because we're invited to be with ourselves, right? It's dark. It's quiet. There's not much else to do except for, right, in our in our modern culture where we really resist that and and artificially light our homes and keep the TVs on all night or scroll indefinitely through social media platforms into the late hours. But that is intended to be a time to be with ourselves, to be with the shadows, to be with notions of mortality and death. And and it can be a challenging time. And so while things are really dark, this time of winter solstice then brings the rebirth of the sun and with it hope and renewal and growth and relief. And it's really a time for for resting and trusting in the light to come. We find solace in taking refuge in the great cosmic womb of the mother. And that's what the void represents. So it's this this place to really restore. And as I said, these these this axis of the void and the blacksmith are opposites, but they are really two sides of the same coin and they really rely on each other. So at the time of the void, this winter time, you are creating what you will experience and how you will experience it during the blacksmith time. So the void asks us to rest, to restore, to replenish, and and to do so very intentionally. Like making time for intentional rest. Deep rest is an art form, a forgotten art form. I'm not talking about rest in the sense of, oh, you're laying on the couch and you're scrolling through social media. I'm talking about rest in the way that you take time to create it. You take time to create the the atmosphere. You take time to create the right conditions and then you let yourself receive it. So this can look like restorative yoga, yen yoga, yoga nidra, uh, breath work and pranayama practices. Really getting into this state of a very relaxed nervous system to replenish the stores. You can think of it as, as you being this like little baby seed that's kind of dormant in the soil and things are about to stir in late winter at that kind of in bulk time represented by uh, the cosmic child on inner sparks wheel of frequencies. So you're, you're a little baby seedling and you're getting ready to stir. You're going to need a lot of energy to come into this full, beautiful tree later on. And so the sun will be there to give that to you, but it's up to you to receive that. It's up to you to 
to ensure that you are so well rested and have that energy reserve ready so that when it is met with the sun's light, that wonderful alchemy can take place and that growth can happen. And so there's a saying I love. Um, I've heard it more used for like fitness things, but that summer bodies are made in winter. And while I personally don't give two shits about, you know, some bikini body or, um, you know, losing weight or, or whatever the case may be, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about your ability to meet the, the demands of summer, your ability to show up and take advantage of that full life force energy is dependent upon your ability to deeply rest during the void. And again, that that void energy can show up anytime. For those of us that are severely depleted or burnt out, you know, the void could be calling us in in March, April, May, June, doesn't matter, right? But when we can heed that call when it's cosmically called for during winter, we're going to be so much better off and in, in, in the in the cycles to come. So your summer body is made in winter. Your ability to work with that current that will surge through your system is dependent upon you ensuring that your system is ready to handle all of that life force energy and to do so in a, in a healthy way and in a very uh, supportive way that honors you and all beings and all life. And so that's a beautiful segue into the blacksmith archetype, which is at the, the summer solstice. So this is the time that the sun reaches its zenith life force energy and light are abundant, there's clarity, there's focus, there's zest. And this is the vibe of the blacksmith. The blacksmith is all about finessing and fine tuning and details and precision and forging and fire and using that fire very intentionally, very carefully, very strategically, and very mm, meaningfully. So it's not haphazard um, discharge of energy just for the sake of doing it. It is a very precise and, and disciplined, all about devotional discipline, sacred, sacred discipline. And for those that are familiar with the concept, a lot of uh, tapas really um, encompasses the, the blacksmith. So forging our own paths and taking an honest look at how we use our precious life force energy for ourselves and then the collective. So up to this point on the, on the wheel, and, and again, just, just like um, the actual seasons on earth, the wheel and the seasons and all of these things represent a journey, right? And so if we start at the void, it's, it's the womb, it's the great womb. It's, it's that place before we come back into animation, come back into form. And that, that period between the void and the blacksmith is kind of more ego-focused. And, and again, I think in the, a lot of times in the, the spiritual circles, the ego gets a really bad rep and... That's unfortunate because it's very important. 
and without the ego and 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 being aware of our own self will and our own um self starting and and self interest and 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 driven from that sense we really wouldn't be here we wouldn't come into being we wouldn't become these kind of fully formed fully functioning um humans so the ego is a good thing and we get to put it in check and the the blacksmith helps us to do that because from the void to the blacksmith is a very kind of me i focused time so we we come back into being we're like figuring stuff out as the cosmic child and then in the initiate time in spring you know really familiar familiarizing ourselves with that that self-will you know and I think a lot of like a little kid with that that self-will and really no uh no regard so much for others or or their their impact on others right they'll like pulling a foot at you or throw something um and then moving into the lover at at late spring Beltane time where where there is this this merging with divine will and so and, and and the other and so coming to understand yourself as part of something greater and connecting with that and then bam we're at the blacksmith where it's like oh I am part of this bigger thing and I have all of this this zest and this this energy and so how do I take it to better myself to finesse my ego and to then use that for the collective and that really takes us into the sacred activist which comes after the blacksmith during late summer so I say all that to really just like remind that the ego is a beautiful thing it's a necessary thing and the void to the blacksmith is that time when when the ego is really working and and we're we're knowing ourselves and then the blacksmith helps us to to forge and finesse and fine tune. And so the sun is this beautiful teacher. It selflessly gives of its light so that we may thrive on earth. And then we too are asked to reassess the use of our own light, of our own internal fire and how we may use it to to heal and and uplift ourselves so that we can be that presence for other people so what is the most effective healthful use of my life force energy for myself which inevitably if if i am truly in right relationship with my own life force energy and I'm using it in ways that truly feel good to me, not ways that my own internal imbalances tell me feel good. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back to times when, when I was a smoker once upon a time ago, once upon a time ago, for example, and how, you know, Oh, I thought it felt good. I thought I really wanted a cigarette, right? Like that, that was me following what I thought was best for me. But that's truly just an example of my own internal imbalances, my own state of addiction driving me to do something. So the blacksmith asks us to get serious, to get honest with ourselves and to use that devotional discipline to understand what's our our true motivations and what's coming from a place of, of, of imbalance, creating more imbalance and what's coming from a place of 
actually using that action, that, that drive, that finessing, that forging, using that to create balance, to create wholeness, to create healing, so that then I may be this beautiful embodiment and emanation of, of the love that I am for myself and others. And that's a very seemingly like subtle shift, but I don't think there's anything more, more profound than that. Mm. Ah, yes. So good. So good. So those are the invitations of the solstices. In a nutshell, the void asks us to, to listen, to receive, to rest, to restore, to replenish. And the blacksmith asks us to, to reassess, to fine tune, to finesse, to forge. And we use both of them interchangeably and intentionally because, like I said, they're two sides of the same coin. The blacksmith to the void, so that that period of summer to winter is really mm, about that that service. It's really about the the collective and myself as part of that collective. Myself as being in the whole, as as being that that selfless pillar of of the mother and emanating that to all beings everywhere. And the void to the blacksmith winter to summer is about me like just figuring out who who I am. So being more in the ego and not it's not a bad thing again. That's fine. We're constantly dancing this this whole beautiful circle many 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 times. So just being able to to feel moving in and out of that being able to hold it all, to dance with it all, and to honor the dance, the journey. And so I'd love to just share in closing the importance of, of honoring the solstices and some ways that, that we may do that. Um, and again, these can be the, the literal solstices at the time of the year, or just ways of honoring the void and the blacksmith energies within you at any time any time of day, any time of year. So every seasonal junction, it's so important to pause so that we can notice and honor what's alive for us. Realigning with nature's wisdom is the way towards optimal living and thriving on all levels. So whether it's taking time for a full ritual and getting super fancy and elaborate, or it's just sitting with yourself for five minutes to notice what's happening for you, begin to track these these literal seasonal points and also begin to track what's alive for you and what's calling to you at any time of the day. So for example, if you've really been resisting rest and you're feeling burnt out, it might be time to, to work with the void. If you've been in a period of, of intense kind of inner work and a lot of you focus, it may be time to to pause and and come back to the blacksmith and kind of go, okay, so wonderful. Now, how can I kind of forge and, and finesse that and come back into a place of, of being uh, a little bit more involved in, in things outside of myself? So taking all, all that I have 
been working on and, and letting it be more mixed and mingled with the world outside of me. At the winter solstice, so working with the void, um, taking time to, to pause, to rest, to restore, like I said, through meditation, breath work, pranayama, restorative and yin yoga, really being, being around fire, having a fire ceremony to honor the light and feeding that fire with what you no longer want to take with you into the next cycle. There's something so healing and cathartic and powerful about working with fire and and feeding the fire. You can write things on on a piece of paper and burn them, um, making offerings to to the fire. There's different ways of doing that, burning sacred plants, for example. At the summer solstice, working with, with the blacksmith energies, this is us, again, taking time to reassess our use of our own precious vital life force energy, asking where we may not be in alignment with our own values, looking for places and opportunities for us to finesse aspects of our personalities, and uh, to release the ego's, ego's stronghold on certain aspects, whether it's been a beneficial stronghold to support us in growth, or it's a place that, uh, you know, is a little shadowy and we're holding on out of, out of fear or insecurity. Just being honest and reflecting. And at both of these junctions, really pausing to reflect on what's transpired since the previous solstice can be very revelatory and helpful. Aligning with nature's wisdom is truly non-negotiable for us all. It's time to return to more earth-based, gentler ways of living and relating with ourselves, each other, and the planet. So I'm curious how this practice is going for you, what feels rewarding about it, and what feels challenging about it. Inner Spark's unique, holistic approach to healing and seasonal living supports you in reestablishing your innate alignment with nature's wisdom and spiral. And I would love to invite you to come join the Inner Spark membership if, if you feel called to implementing these ways into your life in a very accessible and grounded way in safe, sacred community. You can come learn more about that at innerspark.life. And I look forward to sharing with you in the next episode.